going to be back in Genesis chapter 22. We're going to start off where we ended last week, Genesis 22, verses 6 through 14. And I want to speak for just a few minutes about the words Jehovah Jireh. Many of us have heard that word, but there is a revelation that the Lord gave to me as I was studying this in a deeper way. Um, it's not new revelation. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, but it was a revelation to me and it spoke to my heart and I believe it'll speak to you this morning as we uh, prepare our hearts. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them together, and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him, for now I know that thou fearest God seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Last week, as we looked at this term, Jehovah-Jireh, it simply means the Lord will provide. And this story that we come to, I believe that Abraham was at one of those times in his life where he could almost say, does it get any better than this? I mean, many of us have faced times when it just felt like everything was good. I mean, the promise of God was upon our life. Everything was going just like uh, God said it would and the way we wanted it to. And Abraham is at that point in his life. He's an old man. God has blessed him with a son, his wife, and he were able to have that promise that God had given to them and they were able to conceive and to bear this child. And I want you to know, I believe Abraham loved that boy. I believe uh, Sarah loved that boy and that they were uh, filled with joy every time they looked upon him. And then comes a day that was unimaginable. We talked about that last week, how that sometimes God will ask things of us that we cannot imagine. And so God comes to Abraham. And he simply tells him, take your son, your only son, Isaac, the one that you love, and take him to Moriah and there offer him as a sacrifice 
to me. You see, God will test us. We talked about that. God will test us. But God's purpose of testing us is never that we fail, but that we grow in our faith and that we become stronger in the Lord. God allows things to come into our life that will build us up in our faith, that will help us uh, to ultimately complete the assignment that God has called upon our life. When God tests, He doesn't do it for you to fail. He does it for you to learn and for you to mature and for you to grow. And so we see that that's where Abraham was and, and that God called him to do this unimaginable thing and God was building Abraham up in faith. And Abraham exhibited some great faith, uh, unimaginable faith. He didn't hesitate. He didn't say, uh, let's think about this again, God. Uh, are, are you sure that's what you want me to do? But uh, the next morning, the Bible tells us that uh, Abraham gets up and he begins to gather all of his things together and he cuts the firewood and he lays all of the supplies and the materials upon uh, the back of that donkey. And he gathers his servants and they begin to travel for three days in order to get there to Moriah. And here's the faith that Abraham has. They come to the foot of Moriah. And Abraham says, Servants, you stay here with the donkeys. And me and my son will go and worship. And I want to stop right there. And I want us to understand and rehearse this again because it's so powerful. It is at the times when we least feel like worshiping. It is in those darkest and bleakest times that uh, we need to worship more than at any other time. You see, it is a test of our faith, and worship is powerful. Worship will get you through things. Worship will help you. Worship will help mature and grow you. And here is Abraham. And he's not talking about a shouting, uh, dancing kind of worship, but he's talking about a humbling before God bowing in reverence God I don't understand what you're having me to do God I, uh, but you're sovereign you're Lord and if you've asked me to do it God I, I know that you've got a purpose in it God I know that you've got a plan God I, I know that ultimately as we sang today that God you're good and so I'm going to worship you and I'm going to uh, believe you and I'm going to keep moving forward God I don't understand the test but I'm going to trust you. All throughout this, God was building Abraham. Step by step, trial by trial, circumstance by circumstances, he is building Abraham up into the man of God that he wants him to be. And we see this, and now they're at the foot of Mount Moriah. Abraham takes the wood and I want you to see this this passage is so rich in symbolism it is so rich in uh, what it portrays for the future but yet what it is also for right then and there and here's Abraham and 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 we don't know how old Isaac is we do know he is a minimum of at least 12 years old he's probably more like in his early 
20s is what many people, many commentaries, and many things uh, tell us. And Abraham lays this wood upon his son, and he says, I need you to take that to the top of the mountain. And as we look at this, we know of another man, a man named Jesus, who also carried his wood, who carried his cross to the top of the mountain. And so we, we see the symbolism and we see the everything that is going on, how it portrays what God will do in the future through his son, Jesus. And we see this. And Isaac willingly carries the wood. Isaac willingly goes with his father. And it's not just willingly, but those words that I had you repeat, both of them together. And and what that speaks of is that they were in agreement. I want to challenge your thinking and that I believe that both Abraham and Isaac understood what was about to happen. Anytime you look at this story and you see the deepness and the revelation and the symbolism, and it is perfect only if Isaac it goes in agreement. Now, I'm not sure that Isaac understood the fullness of everything that was uh, going to be required of him, but there is a perfection in the symbolism of this and only that he is willing and in agreement to go. Here's God, the Father, willing to offer up the Son for our sins. And, and, and the symbolism is back and forth, back and forth between Abraham and Isaac and between God the Father and the Son, Jesus. And God's willing that His Son will go. And Jesus, the Son, is willing to go to the cross. We know that. We know that Jesus willingly went, that He could have came down off of that cross. The Bible tells us that Jesus could have called legions of angels to uh, strip Him off of that cross, but yet He goes willingly. And here we see that Abraham is learning what God will do and how God will provide. You see, God is is a provider. And here is Abraham, the father, responsible for sacrificing His only Son and God the Father responsible that Jesus would go to the cross. I was looking at Facebook this past week and actually Becca had posted this and I'm not sure where her thinking was going in this and but I, I love it and it, she simply asked the question, Who wanted Jesus crucified on the cross? Who wanted that? Was it Pilate? Was it the Roman government? Was it the Jewish religious leaders who wanted Jesus to be crucified? Ultimately, it was God. God did. God wanted Jesus to be sacrificed on the cross because He knew that that was the only perfect payment for our sin. He looked ahead. I'm getting ahead of myself. He looked ahead, though, and He saw that this was the only way 
that it would be possible for all of mankind's sin to be forgiven and for the precious price of blood to be shed in order that men might come to know Jesus as their Lord and as their Savior. So we, we see this story unfolding. I think many times we fail to see the trust of Abraham and Isaac. They trusted each other. They trusted God. Isaac, I believe, goes willingly and knowingly. It's difficult for us to imagine this passage, but there's so much power in the symbolism that Jesus would ultimately walk this same mountain, that he would uh, ultimately give his life. You see, it is a remarkable picture of what Jesus would do on the cross for us thousands of years before it would ever happen. I tell you that God is never surprised. He's never surprised. He knows the past from the present, from the future. He sees it all. And so God is never surprised and what God allows on Moriah to happen is a picture of what will happen thousands of years in the future and will be a provision of God. Abraham had it right. He is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides for us. Not just provision for day-to-day life, but provision for eternity as we look at this. And as soon as God sees that Abraham is willing to be fully obedient, he tells him to stop. And, and, and we see that Abraham would have carried out the process. Abraham would have been faithful. Abraham uh, would have gone through it all. But God did not require it of him. Look at this picture. Throughout all of this, Abraham is believing for a miracle. Abraham is believing that even if he has to slay his son, Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12 tells us this, that God is able to raise him up from the dead. So Abraham is going to be faithful to the end. And there's a message in that for us, and that we must be faithful to the end. God requires us to be faithful of Him, but we can trust in God that He is for us, and He is not against us. He is for our good and not for our evil. Here is Mount Moriah. It's the place where the temple will eventually be built. Does God know what he's doing or what? The temple will eventually be built on Moriah. And for thousands of years, sacrifices will be made of lambs and rams and turtle doves and all of those things. And for thousands of years, this will happen for the forgiveness of man. But we see that God is portraying something. Something is going to happen in the future that will negate all of that. For man's sins can never really truly be washed away except through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so we see this Mount Moriah as a place where the temple will be built. We see that it is the very spot where Jesus 
would be offered up for the sins of the world. What a foreshadowing of God showing up just in time. Folks, when Jesus came, it was just in time. It was just at the right time that God showed up in the flesh that he became flesh and dwelt among us. It was just at the right time in history that Jesus in the flesh shows up and becomes our sacrifice for our sins. All of this foreshadowing that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Here we see that Jesus is the provision for eternity. And Jesus is still the provision for eternity. But he also provides for all of the other things that we have need of in life. Here is Abraham, a hundred years old. Pastor, I don't know where you get that Isaac was in agreement. Let's just spell it out. Abraham was a hundred years old plus. At 57... I can't keep a 12-year-old or a 22-year-old boy from doing something that he don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? And so if Isaac did not go willingly, he could have escaped Abraham. That's the truth. And we, and we see that, and we see that the perfection of the symbolism is, is wrapped up in all of this willingness to go. And here's Jehovah, Jireh, the provider. But it gets better than that. You see, the English description of the word Jehovah, Jireh simply says, God will provide. And that's awesome. And how many knows that God will provide? All, all, all the time, he's, he, He'll provide. But, but the richness and the depth of this word, it simply means that God will look ahead. Hear me. To see the need, and then he will supply for it. Ooh, that's deep, folks. That's deep. You see, God is not surprised by your circumstance. He's not surprised by your situation. He's not surprised, hear me, by your sickness, by your disease, by the things that the enemy has come against you. He is not surprised by any of that. As a matter of fact, God looked forward into time and God said they're going to need this and they're going to need that and they're going to need this provision and it's already going to be there for them. Whew. That's good. God saw me at seven years old, to kneel down at a little chair in children's church. He saw that I would do that and ask forgiveness of my sins and for Jesus to come into my life. And he made provision way ahead. <laughs> Are you getting this, folks? I mean, I want you to know that it's not like all of a sudden something happens in your life and then God has to respond. That's not the way He works. He sees it ahead of time. Jehovah Jireh. He sees it ahead of time. And He walks forward into time. Oh, somebody help me preach. 
and he makes a way before we even get there. Woo! So that when I sit at Cross Point Church, Versailles, Kentucky, can I just get personal? And I have a diagnosis of CLL. God was never surprised with that. God didn't get upset. God didn't get worried. God did not get stressed out. He didn't say, oh no, what are we going to do? <laughs> he said, I will look forward into time. And there, the stripes that were bore way back here by Jesus. I'm going to apply them way forward here to Brian's life. And because of his stripes, I'm made whole. Because of his forgiveness, we're set free. Are, are you hearing this? Are you, are you understanding that God does not sweat anything? We do. If, the, if we look at the bank account and it looks a little bit low, what are we going to do? We better, we better get busy. We better do something. We better put some money in there. But, but God already looked ahead in time. And God already provided for that need. You see, the word Jehovah Jireh means Jehovah will see to it. He'll see to it. Such richness, such depth. So don't worry about tomorrow. Don't get stressed out. God has already seen to it. That loved one that it seems impossible to reach. God already put somebody in their path out here in the future. I wish James was here. God already had the passion made so that his future daughter-in-law will see it and her heart will be convicted and she'll get saved. God's ready for whatever situation we find ourselves in. He's not surprised. So this morning, wherever you find yourself, if it's a financial need, if it's a need of healing in your body, if it's a loved one who doesn't know the Lord and they seem to be going farther and farther away, don't get stressed. Simply declare that where you are is Jehovah Jireh. Hear me. Hear me. What did Abraham do? He saw, can I just blow your mind one more time? I believe Abraham knew what God was going to do on that mountain later on. John chapter 8, I believe verse 56, tells us that Abraham saw my day. This is Jesus speaking. And he rejoiced because of it. Wow. He saw my day and he rejoiced because, I believe, standing maybe somehow on Mount Moriah, that maybe Abraham looked forward somehow by a prophetic vision and he saw that Jesus would sacrifice his own life on the cross there for the sins of man. I don't know how he saw it, but he saw something and he rejoiced. So I believe that we can prophetically say 
that where we are? Abraham said, this place is Jehovah Jireh. This place, where I stand, where I am now, where I was willing to make the sacrifice, this is the place of Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will see to it. No matter my circumstance, I declare that this is Jehovah Jireh. He will see to it. Is it getting into your spirit? Whether I have need of a healing or not, if I have need of a healing, He will see to it. If I have need of deliverance from an addiction, He will see to it. And the place I stand with the Lord, He is my provider. Hallelujah.